track. Tell them we up next. You can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby. This might not go yeah. well. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of This Might Not Go Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode 83, we end up building. You ain't know who it is. It's the host with the most, B Breezy, a.k.a. Poppy Sazon. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Slick Grayson. How y'all doing out there? Yes, yes, yes. Um, please follow us on all social media. This might not go well. If any branding deals, business opportunities, please email us at this might not go well at gmail.com. I know we missed last week, but we back again. Episode 83, weekly check-ins. I'll let you take the floor, brother. I don't want to take the floor. I guess. Um, sorry, y'all. Only reason we missed last week because I had to have surgery. Quick little emergency appendectomy. I'm getting better. The beast that he couldn't do the podcast without me, so I'm here. So don't don't yeah. mind. Don't mind if I'm quiet. I don't got much to say. I'm just chilling. But um, yeah, everything else I've been trying to you know get back. I guess I'm using this as like a, a OD hard reset because I can't really do shit else but lay down. <laughs> I can't really go outside. I can't really do nothing too strenuous yet. Uh. But yeah, yeah, everything. But everything. but but he came back to pod because he loved y'all. You heard? I guess y'all niggas cool. But I'm straight. What's Come go- on now. What's good with you? What's going on? Oh man, I'm I'm in the process of transitioning into a lot of different things. Um, shout, you know, had a great community service project the previous weekend. Um, yeah, I'm just just going through the motions in life, and you know, unlocking unlocking some new things, and I'm happy. Happy that you hit a pod with me today because I ain't gonna lie, I, I don't think I'm gonna ever drop the, the four minute. I tried to do it by myself, gang, but it did not hit well. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna save it just in case if anybody would have heard the failure of me talking to myself, but I'm happy that you at least could pod for a little bit today. All right, so let's get straight into it, man. A lot of stuff has happened in the last two weeks, whether that is President Trump's getting raided you know monkeypox on the rise they even letting the covid the the standard stuff loose in new york city now but i want to give a special r.i.p to teddy ray man oh man teddy ray i'm a big fan of all death you know i love watching squad cast and he was part of that especially the teddy ray versus doughboy you know, he passed away at the young age of 32. Man, I enjoy watching him, his stand-up, and just RIP to that individual, man. You want to play that little clip, Slick? I got you. Hella ass, the sun is still out, my nigga. And it, uh, it was just... It, it, I, what you doing out here with all this ass? Double-cheeked up. On a Thursday afternoon, hella ass, the sun is still out, my nigga, and it, uh, it was just, it, it I, I, I don't, I don't mean, hey, what you doing out here with all this ass? <laughs> You're 36! Nah, I ain't gonna lie, he's hilarious, provided us with a lot of great moments, Um, you know, sending 
prayers to his family, also to my boy, um, Lewis, um, you know, Doughboy, all of them, prayers and all that. Um, on to some good news. You feel me? Nipsey Hussle got his walk of fame. Clap it up. Clap it up. Yes, he got his walk of fame in Hollywood, man. I'm happy, especially especially during this time of his birthday as well. Um, you know, it's nice to see people came out and support. I saw um, Russell Westbrook, um, fucking YG, and Lauren London gave an uh, excellent speech. So shout out to Nip. You heard? One time for neighborhood Nip. You know the vibes. Now, we were just having this talk, Slick, um, pre, pre, you know, recording of just everything that's going on in the NBA, man. You know, if you if you're listening to this today, LeBron just signed a two year ninety seven million extension with the Lakers. Could go as What's high as one of, could go as high as one hundred and eleven million depending on the cap. I think that LeBron puts butts in seats and they don't know what their team gonna look like, but you wanna guarantee as long as you got LeBron, you're gonna sell out. I mean Lakers, they're gonna sell out regardless, but you know you you're not gonna be too far off from a potential play in playoff spot. Um, well deserved. He's the highest earning basketball player in history right now, as of now. Over five hundred and thirty-five mil. And with these new contracts, they somebody gonna pass it. But I was I was thinking yesterday, I was like, LeBron was been in the league since the max contract was like sixteen million dollars. So to get forty-seven of them things Ooh. in one year, then fifty-two the next, or something like that, like that's a crazy come up. So just seeing like definitely inflation, but just seeing the way that the league has become more profitable. You know, and been able to grow his brand. It's even more amazing that he was able to double his on on the court earnings off the court. I think he's made more than five hundred million dollars off the court. We don't even have the boy's a billy, yeah, a billy. But it has to be good. I think he clears a billy easily because you think about his ownership and Fenwick, the the sports group that owns the Red Sox and the soccer club. He's in one of the he's a member of one of the biggest uh, uh, sports management companies in the world. His production company's gone stupid. His lifetime Nike deal, which who knows what that pays him annually. So he definitely, definitely, definitely cleared 500 M's on both sides as a player and as a a, a a person, I guess you could say. So proud of him for that. And, yeah, I mean, contracts is getting crazy. But remember, LeBron made it possible for a lot of players to feel comfortable moving to other teams and, you know, maximizing their worth and their opportunities to win. So shout out to him. Well, this this next play we're about to talk about can't maximize <laughs> – on another team. Kevin Durant, man, I feel like almost for the last two to three weeks, bro, we've been trying to see what's going to happen to the Brooklyn Nets since he requested that trade. One second, Kyrie was was looking to get traded, then he stayed. The next minute, Kevin Durant is trying to get the GM and the coach fired. What's your thoughts on all that? think that essentially when you look at it kd is trying to do what's best for him and in that regard i can respect it what i don't respect about it and i I see the way somebody says something they like said jordan would never do x y and z that's like michael jordan doing so it said something like oh it's basically you joined the team they equated him joining golden state to like what if michael jordan would have left the the bulls to join the pistons when they were whooping his ass and he was like oh but i'm jordan that's lit like he's playing around he thinks shit is funny but it's also like, bro, you're you're you think like you're like your legacy your legacy is tarnished. And uh, like you got your rings and Brooklyn was your chance to kinda go remain. You left and you left Golden State to go do it on your own. For all of this you could have stayed. At least then you would have probably you would have racked up another two or three chips, you know. History books probably would have been a lot nicer to you than modern folks would have been. 
But you and Kyrie orchestrated the move. Y'all went to Brooklyn. A report came out saying that y'all went to Brooklyn and y'all wanted to go to an organization where y'all could have control. Y'all wanted the quote-unquote, the pseudo-LeBron effect, the ability to be like, yo, I want this coach, I want this player, that player, that player, this, you know, this trainer, whatever. And it didn't work out. The organization did everything you wanted. They went and got, they hired the coach y'all wanted. They gave DeAndre Jordan four years, 40 million, when he was obviously a minimum level player at that point. They traded all, Karis LeVert and Jared Allen, who Karis LeVert every year is on an all-star trajectory until he gets hurt early on. And Jared Mm -hmm. Allen, who was an all-star, two of the positions that you need help with, your bench and the center spot. Traded them in all those draft picks to get James Harden. Then Kyrie, you know, it it took COVID and everything very seriously, a little too seriously. got unlimited PTO. (laughs) Kyrie decides that he doesn't want to play because he didn't like that the NBA was telling him that he had to get a vaccine. I get it. He wanted to be a martyr in the rawest sense of the word. But Mm -hmm. now that that eliminated your other boy. Now there's rumors that you want to go follow your boy to Philly so you can go play with him and and Joel and B. Like, bro, that's not how life works. Yes, You'd also mentioned they got Harden. They had Harden. Gave a, a lot of peace. Traded Harden for Ben Simmons. And then now, like, I get it. Ben Simmons is another head case. But you signed – and that's not even here. The biggest thing is that you were the best player on the team. You tried to take a leadership role by signing your extension first. Knowing the two niggas you came – you was running with was wishy-washy. You let them sign their deals first. Because if, if you don't sign that extension, you're a free agent right now. And you can willingly go to Cleveland. I mean, go to uh, Brooklyn. I mean, um, excuse me, Phoenix. You can willingly go to uh, Miami. You can willingly go to Boston. Willingly go to Philadelphia. You signed a four-year deal that is starting this season. They're not letting you out of that. They're not trading you no matter how much of a bitch you act like. And if we keep it even more of a stack, like, if they do trade you, you thought you fucked the game up before when you went to Golden State and teams was trying to figure out how to not let that cap place explode like that again. This is unheard of. Athlete before the con, like before the contract extension kicks in, is demanding a trade. At a time you already guaranteed, so you guaranteed your money. You can't stay healthy. You've shown the last couple of years. Granted, they have they've been freak injuries, and you think that because you say you want out of a situation you created, you're going to get that. That's just stupid. <clears throat> it's terrible. So it's like Bro. history was going to say yes. Kevin Durant was probably the greatest all around scorer we've ever seen, but he just couldn't get out of his own way. He got his two champions. He made sure he put championships on his ledger, but they're going to they gonna judge the character of a man more than his accolades. Oh, yeah. He, he definitely can't get in the top five. I don't care if he breaks the scoring titles He's not, or he get can't. probably five more. And just over the discussion of just overall player, just like on and off the field, he can't be top five. Nah, he lost that. He'll be top 20. No, no. Top 20 is cool. He'll like be top 20. I mean, like, if, we, if, if we're going to talk about skill-wise, then – Skill wise, he's, 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 he's one of the top five offensive players. Yeah, top five. Seen. But now, when you, you know, when they start talking about other stuff, it's going to be a knock on him. And also, I'm with you. Brooklyn Nets not letting him out because the Brooklyn Nets actually acquired a lot of peace. Actually, he should not be wanting to leave. They got TJ, who before his accident um, last year was, was bucking in, in, in the bubble. They signed a lot of other. Um, other free agents. They got every- their team is solid. If their team can be healthy and play, that's a championship bound team. To be honest with you, they have like Kyrie they have like Simmons, four of the top twelve shooters in the NBA on their roster. Like they they're going they could play Kevin Durant and move him to the four, play Ben Simmons at the five, and you put two shooters with Kyrie. How do you guard that? Now, granted, I don't I don't I don't mind job removing Kyrie because Kyrie doesn't stay healthy. He doesn't. 
you know, he's also a person that do uh, all under PTL. So I don't mind them moving him to the Lakers or someplace else. But Kevin Durant, shit. But my whole thing is, I have a question. Did he sign his extension during the season when he signed it last summer? Kyrie. Oh, because I was wondering if he was doing it during the whole Kyrie thing. And then I'm like, damn, you extra stupid if you saw Kyrie giving it up how he was giving it up and you still decided to sign the extension. No, he signed it last summer. He thought how he thought it was supposed to be he was supposed to sign and Kyrie was supposed to sign and Harden was supposed to sign. And they were supposed to be locked into that big three for the next three to five years. But obviously that didn't happen. I think it's just like I can see what he was thinking. He thought talent-wise, he was on like that LeBron level where, you know, an organization is going to bend to my will because I make things happen. But LeBron had to work with David Griffin to get the pieces in Cleveland. He went to Miami and had to fall in line with what they were doing so that they could win. Because the first year, they they it was D-Way's team, and they let LeBron try to, you know, fit in, and it didn't work. But they let, And then they say, oh, LeBron is your team, but we do things a little different around here. And then what happened? They, went, they won two straight rings. He goes to Cleveland and brings that at first. The guys that were there, it wasn't working. But then they got the right people around them. And Braun is showing you put the right people around him. Yo, he gets you, he gets you where you gotta go. KD has not shown that. Outside of what his first well, he made the finals what his fourth year, third year, and was a and, was a game away before the summer before he went to Golden State. It's like, yo, you're not the guy by yourself. You don't you you are a killer, but you can't kill to get to the finals. You need somebody else. Yeah. And it's not that game no more. Yeah, everybody needs somebody, but it's like you went out and joined like the Monstars. You feel me? You didn't get it out the mud. You made it easy. You made it to a team where no one could double team you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now it's like your body's starting to break down, and you over here making demands. Like you got your money. You got you. You might have to sit down and take this because if this happens, the CBA gonna be crazy. The NBA is about to start making giving non guaranteed max contracts. They're gonna start putting all these provisions. The play, unfortunately, the the NBA Players Association is gonna argue it. And we're going to probably be locked out of basketball for a while for, for cats like Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, all the superstars that were demanding trades, basketball contracts, especially with all this money coming in, you ain't going to give somebody – we're about to start seeing $300 and $400 million contracts in the next five to ten years. So you're not going to tell me I'm giving you a half a billion dollars and you're going to tell me a year in, oh, I don't want to be here anymore, trade me. You have no choice. I'm not going to show up. What kind of what? bitch? What kind of bitch shit is that? And I'm not calling Kevin Durant mentioned that I'm saying, but in general, like you're gonna take the so you going so if you don't want to be there, why well, take the money? So you want to guarantee the money and then force your way out six months later? Because because the thing about Kevin Durant, even though people give him a lot of flack for joining the Golden State Warriors, he completed his contract with OKC first. So even if anybody want to give him flack, he was a free agent for going. Yeah, he he completed his contract. He had the, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. He took it. We don't like but it. But now that you got in there, you basically set up everything. And also, I'm just, I, I, even though I know they might not move him, but I'm going to be an advocate for moving him because it's like as a coach and as a GM, you're going to have to see this motherfucker who's trying to, who's trying to get you fired from your job. Vote like out publicly too, not even out like publicly. It. Like how, how am I supposed to coach this person after, after the thing about it is this was bad. Hill was um, signing Steve Nash off the, Beginning when Kyrie and him talking about we don't really need a coach on the court. Kyrie was but Kyrie was forward about this shit. Kyrie was like, "Look, this our organization. We're gonna do what we want to do." And yeah, they are an, a Kyrie ankle sprain and a Kevin Durant tiptoeing wearing a one size too big shoe on a three point line away from going to the finals. If we're being honest, two years ago, if Kyrie doesn't, well, what about the swept though? Well, this year, I mean, they didn't have cohesion. Ky- Kyrie didn't play most of the season. Harden left. Ben Simmons, they didn't get shit because Ben Simmons refused to play. 
And then Kevin Durant came off a torn meniscus midway through this year, so he was he didn't have his legs under him. So I could I could write that off. Like we can honestly say Boston had a Boston and Golden State both had a a sweetheart's ride to the finals. If we being honest, if we might. This and might, the Bucks. We're not gonna talk about it. In the Bucks last year, this also had sweet ride too. But still, I mean, at least you could say Milwaukee went into series where teams was healthy. They fucked the Heat up last year. They tore up. I mean, they was down until Kyrie twisted his ankle. But that's not that's that's part of basketball. And then who mm-hmm. they play in the conference finals? Oh, Atlanta. Atlanta had no chance, right? Oh yeah, Atlanta. Uh, but yeah, then you say, Atlanta. but then you look like I said, Boston went against a Brooklyn team that had it that had been in turmoil all year. They went against a Milwaukee team that didn't have their second, their arguably second best, second most important offensive player. And then who they play in the conference finals? Miami. Jimmy Butler hits that three. And then we go. Yeah. You feel me? So it's definitely, I guess it's part of the game, but it's like the the NBA is wide open in the East. Golden State, Denver missed two of his most two of his top three players the whole series. Memphis was young, and John Morant missed the last game and a half. Who they play in the conference finals? Luca is young. Luca. Oh yeah. You know that team still needs some pieces. Yeah, Phoenix laid an egg. So the NBA is wide open. I, I like that it's wide open right now, but it's just definitely like we're seeing like. In the next couple of years, we got to see what the league looks like because this whole I don't want to be here the motion that stars are on, but I want your money. It's the, the owners aren't going for that. Not oh, going. no. And I don't blame them. Even though I'm I'm on the side for the players to get their coin, but when you have big superstars like Kevin Durant doing the things that they're doing, I can't support that. James Harden, quitting on, mind. James Harden quitting on two teams in the span of a year. And collecting all that bread. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about this one player, though, just for a quick second before we move on. DeJounte Murray, what the hell has been on your biscuit this summer, bro? I know I didn't put this on the docket, but I just remember this video while we talk about basketball. We saw him go against the second with Paolo. Number one pick, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, then there was a a lot of video of him catching a rebound over some dude and then popping him on the head with the ball. I don't know. It's because he got out of San Antonio. He wants to start making a name for himself again. That boy was probably the most underrated star in the NBA last year. See, I don't think it was that. I think it's, you know, he's in summer league. He's trying to have fun. I think that they said coming out of, um, I think it was what he came out of UW. I think so. Coming out of mm-hmm. UW, that was one of the reasons he was like such a low pick. They said his like he had like, uh, not I don't want to say like behavioral issues, but they were worried about his maturity. Maybe that's just starting to flare oh, yeah, up right yeah. now, but it's also a matter of like it's, it's it's summer league. It's in a it's like summer pro am. Like he can goof around. I think the Paolo thing might have been you know just you see when the little homies come up and they start talking to you like y'all on the same level. Sometimes you got Armando, even though y'all are technically on the same level right now. Y'all both in the NBA, you know. And then unfortunately, we got the we got that side of it. We got the clips that show him and of him acting out in a crazy situation. Yeah, so I think you know we'll see how that plays out. I'm excited to watch them play, even though. You know, I don't really see that working for. I know, I know Trey Young was advocating for him, but I don't really see how that's going to work out for the. I don't think that's what Atlanta Hawks needed per se. Maybe him in an additional piece, but just him alone, I don't see that. The problem with Atlanta was that they had nobody else that could create a shot. Everybody, Trey Young, I think. He had like some wild ass stat. Like he had like sixteen assist opportunities a game. You know, NBA teams average about a, a. a team that's in their bracket probably averages about 18 to 20 assists. So the fact mm-hmm. that he had a chance to create 16 of those a game 
It's shown that they, there was a deficiency there, and he's a one man offensive di- like engine. But now you got him another player who not only can create, but it's like it's a different style. Like what Trey is creating from the top of the key, from outside in, Dejounte gets to the paint. paint. He rebounds. He defends. So it's like you kind of all say you don't have you can stick Trey on the, whoever the shooting guard is. We know there's not a lot of lethal shooting guards in the league, and let Dejounte go handle whatever point guard is out there. So I think it can work. You think about like I said, they all they had a bunch of skill guys. Kevin Herter, who they traded, you know, shooter, but not really going to create. DeAndre Hunter, scorer, not really going to create. The bigs, not really going to create. They didn't really have a backup guard. And if worse comes to worse, and they have to trade him, Dejounte Murray's on a tradable contract. I think he makes like eighteen or nineteen million. He's a bargain at, for what his his production level is. So the way they gave up those three first round picks, they'll get those back and then some if they do end up saying it doesn't work out. So it works out either way. All right. Now that now we are for the sports world. Now we go straight to entertainment. All right. Swiss and Timberland is suing Triller. I bro, it's the end of the verses. I think I think now I think it's officially your verses. Get them out of here then. Cause I feel like now was given the the lawsuit and how the versus trend's been on a downhill. Nobody's really excited for versus like that anymore. It's over. It was it was a great thing during the pandemic, like you said in the previous episode. But I think it has ran its course now. Uh, I think that what happened is that with this is like a lot of black things too. Sad to say, this might not go well. When you have something good you jump at the opportunity to make it to take you jump at it to make it bigger. But sometimes bigger isn't always better pause. Like I feel like in the sense of what versus was versus was at its finest when it was two people on live mm-hmm. <laughs> playing a music or when they were in the same room. So you're going to have to worry about it going too crazy. And I think that there were safer plays. They bet on themselves. They bet on Triller and up and coming music thing. But you also got to look at the business of a company just because the company's throwing the bag at you up front, what is their business like? I know they had a deal with on the table with Apple. They had a deal on the table with Tidal. They had deals on the table with other, you know, more experienced companies that probably could have provided them less liquidity up front, but probably a better business model and better, you know, sense. I think they wanted that ownership, but you also got to look at what you're owning. Like just because you, it's just because it's a Mercedes, and it doesn't. It, it's because it's a Mercedes. Doesn't mean you have to buy it because who knows that motherfucker is a 2022 or a 2002. You feel me? I Come think, on. And I think Triller for what they, I think it was like they owed them. I think, um, they sued for $28 yeah, million. So they're supposed to get $5 million in January or by March and then $500,000 a piece every month for the next 10 months after that. So they have not but, received but, one payment. But, but Triller, Triller. Saying that they paid these niggas over fifty million dollars already, so I'm just like, sheesh. It doesn't matter if they paid; they might have paid them up front, but it's with the contract, so they might have paid them fifty fifty million dollars for the uh, that for the the actual platform versus, and then they might have been like, all right, and then starting in 2022, whenever the dates were, all right, we'll pay you this. Remember, they also they were added to the the, the chairman board of the company, right? So yeah, like you, you you took my IP, but then you also owe me money for you know whatever we're working on. If that makes sense. So, I don't know. I feel like, you know, you saw they saw an opportunity to profit, and unfortunately, they're not profiting with the way they felt. And it's a it was a plat it was a pandemic proof. It was not a pandemic proof um platform. If we're being honest, it worked. We were in the house. We were bored, 
and it kind of took us on musical journeys that we hadn't really been to. It exposed a lot of young people and people that probably weren't in tune with certain artists to their music. And it was just mm-hmm. nice to be able to, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in the house, but let me let me go through this Isley Brothers catalog. Let me go through this, you know, let me go through this Neo catalog. Let me look, who is Jonte Austin, you know? Who is Sean Garrett? Like, shit like that, which was cool. It lost its novelty when it started becoming, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When it became like a, a, a show-off fest. Yeah. And it's not really, it's, and then it's more so, like, I, I understand what artists was trying to do because, you know, artists didn't really want to compete on that type of level. Because, you know, it can cause some different types of, you know, friction. And it started becoming more of an uh, artist appreciation. But after a while, even though, yes, it gave us some classic moments. I'm talking about some classic moments. You feel me? But I think, it's, I think like you said, it, it, it overran its course. Like, I think Dumb trying to do some other stuff. Get back in the lab and recreate something else. And I know that's hard to say from outside looking in. But that's how I feel about verses. Like I'm only going there for for the highlights. Like I'm not really even. I don't even know when the last time I caught it live. To be honest with you, even with the whole Omarion situation, well, I only watched that whole shit. I started watching. <laughs> I watched the Ray J section of it, but that's it. And I watched yeah. that like on vacation. You saw it? I was watching it on vacation. Facts. <laughs> I was. I only saw clips. I ain't really sat there and listened to it live. So that's how. That's how I feel. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm most maybe we are a small minority and maybe the rest of America. Niggas don't is, we're not. Like niggas don't fuck with verses like that no more. It's something to do and it's nothing to do. And they started putting them shits on at ten o'clock on a Wednesday night. I was like, who the fuck do y'all think y'all are? <laughs> most of these people at those artist demographics are old now. They ain't young. <laughs> and that's the thing too. It's like it's not like they're even pulling like the heavyweights anymore. I mean, you get certain certain decent matches. Like, no disrespect to Omarion and Mario, but who's checking for them? In 2022, like you know, Marion drops a good single. Mario had to join with Chris Brown, but it's like this, is, this might not go well either. They become pseudo legacy. That's what Versus really became. It became a legacy show. It shows the show appreciation and give you a flowers to certain artists. But now y'all putting it into a concert and making it. You're making it a competition when it's a singing contest, when it's a performance contest. Versus well, like yo, but, but but the thing about it is you forget some of these big. Artists have egos like Chris Brown. Yeah, he's not, he not gonna do don't it. Don't think nobody can stand up on me on the stage. Like, but then, yeah, but would you expect Chris? I bet you if it was during the pandemic, he probably would have did it. If it was just like get on live and play your music and just vibe. But we, as an audience and as the people, the moderators, they create, we as collectively created that comp- competitive vibe. We like, oh, someone's so lost. Like, when, oh, nah, you got shit on me. I'm on, the, I'm on your ass, dream. You know, you're supposed to win. And then Sean Garrett came back in a sec. You feel me? Drunk as hell, and then it becomes like I said. You go on shit. It becomes performance. It's now there's no more. Let's just sit and listen to the music. But I, but I I like that though. I like the performance factor because there are. But then there are some artists that could go up like Jadakiss and I mean the Locks and Dipset. The performance is what got them the dub. It is (laughs) because if we sat down in that room and let them play their tracks one by one. I'm sorry to say this, but the locks is getting smoked. Yeah, you're right. But I also feel like that now also takes away from it, too, because you got to be like, so, but you have to be on the same accord. I feel like Dipset didn't think that that was what it was going to be. You oh, feel yeah, me? nah, they, they were just cocky, you know, Harlem niggas. But after, I feel like they thought it was going to be like, oh, he's going to play our music and vibe, you feel me, and perform a little bit. That Jada Kiss made it a showmanship show. But prior to that, it's like, yo, 
it was safe to just play your music and vibe out and let people just you know you're not really interacting you just know the comments are saying this that's it you feel me that's why you can get a, a snoop and an x to do it that's why you could get a who else are some big names that did it early on it'll come oh, to me Isley brothers yeah like it's like it was safe it was just like yo come enjoy the music but I don't know. I feel I feel huh. bad for verses. I'm glad we had we had, we caught it at its peak. You know, sometimes when you when you you're catching it at its peak, I mean, you sadly got to watch this decline too. Yeah. Now watching this decline, this next person, Irv Gotti, Drink Champ, got to be up there in the top podcast interview or podcast episode up there, bro. This man, Irv Gotti, I appreciate. Now, I'm about to call him out on his corniness, but I'm going to give him his flowers at first. Not only what he did in the hip-hop game and with that TV show and what he's about to do with his other documentaries and his other TV shows that he's going to do, he's a legend in the building. I'm going to give him his flowers, and he's unfiltered, and I appreciate about that by anybody that's genuine himself and unfiltered. But, boy, you set us, man, back a couple of steps with that interview, bro. Oh, my God. Nobody need to know about you and Ashanti like that, bro. My boy was salty. You watched the whole interview? Hell no, I ain't watched that whole interview. No uh, drink champ, going for two or three hours. This might, <laughs> this might not go well then. Yes, he definitely was corny for bringing it up, but the way social media put it together versus like actually watching it, I watched like an hour and a half. You know me, like I said, I haven't had shit to do. I watched like seven drink champs episodes <laughs> in the last week or two. Uh, he, only talked, uh, he only talked about it for a little bit of his interview, right? Yeah, if you really like was a timestamp, it might have been like ten minutes. It might, it, like I, in my mind, I thought it was like oh, like the whole oh, it, like nigga said first five minutes he mentions he definitely does. He mentions the watch. He mentions like talking about it. He goes and tells stories about X and Ja and Murder Inc. and you know shit like that. I think that social we ran with the social media narrative that he spent three hours talking about Ashanti. He didn't. Oh no! But he definitely was. And it came up because he was like, "Yo, we doing, you know, this documentary. We doing. I'm not defending what he said either. Don't even get it twisted. But I'm saying, like, for contextual, you know, purposes, he definitely was like, "Yo, we doing this murder ink documentary. We got all this shit popping. She didn't want to do it, and he's like, "Yo, that used to be my bitch. Da 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 da. But she, you know, she said she didn't want to throw off. And like, you could tell he's genuinely hurt. <laughs> or multiple for us from him for her not being his lady, from her turning down being a part of murder ink to this day, shit like that." And her leaving him during the time of the raid and shit. But at that point, like, he even said it. He's like, yo, her label was probably telling her, like, yo, he going down. Like, you don't need to be that. And it's true. If I'm, while I'm trying to, I'm going to stand next to you, you're not really my person. And she, and, and she not one of them down-ass drones like that. She, 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 not, she, she didn't a, come she, from that she, life. She, and it's like, there was a thread that showed how dirty he did her, like, fucking up her album releases, trying to put on his other artists by using her as the face of it, giving away hit records that she had, had written and come up with. He definitely talked about how he inspired babies. Like, think that like you can't really quantify the impact. I think it was just a, this was just a, a big push to pushing putting him back into the conversation for a couple weeks. You got to think about it before this. Who was really talking about Gotti? Oh no! And but think, he, he he's promoting his show. That's why he's absolutely. doing this. So how do you promote mind. sensationalism? Sells. Oh So yeah. that's why I'm kind of like I was. But I'm, but I'm upset though, bro. I'm upset because it's like, yo, bro, that's some corny shit that you do. And I understand when women be talking about corny shit that guys do. Like, bro, I can tell from from his from those from those minutes he was talking about Ashanti, I can tell he knew he fucked up, but he don't want to admit he fucked up. 
You know why you lost her, bro. And this is something that we got to shit on guys about sometimes. Like, we, we come on the platform, we talk about what girls do wrong, but we got to talk about what guys do wrong. Like, you know the reason why Shorty left you. You know why Shorty didn't want to fuck with you and didn't ride or die with you. It wasn't that you was the greatest nigga. You was fucking up during that time, bro. He said, he said he was fucking up. He, he said he had other women and shit like that. Yeah, and then and then you mad salty because she got with a lot of nigga. And then also you talking about the watch. And then you referring some girl that you said that you love as a bitch. Shout out to Jaru because a lot of people was a lot of people was getting on Jaru that Jaru didn't check him, but Jaru did check him about calling her a bitch. So shout out to Jaru about that. Jaru was, but it was like he was real quiet in a lot of the, the, the in the moments of disrespect. He was type quiet because he's in the middle. You feel me? I don't blame well, him for you, that. You definitely in the middle, but it's like yo, I'm, I'm like, come on, why are we doing this? Like this is UODN at this point. <laughs> you feel me? But I'm like, yo, that's corny behavior, bro. That's really corny behavior. Like yo, we think that just we take that loss to the chin, bro. But did, did we ever think he wasn't? That's my thing too. Like, this might not go well. A nigga just don't magically become corny. You feel uh, me? And that's my thing. Like, money can only hide your corniness for, for so long. Oh, gunshot that shit. Sick. Like, money and clout and shit can only hide your corny. If you was a corny nigga without money, you were a corny nigga with money. Like, you're not fooling anybody. It's going to come out. We've seen it. As soon as he flipped the watch, who got me this watch? <laughs> he was that nigga when he didn't have money. You feel me? But at this point, it's just like yo, and 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 don't be and then all for all you corny niggas who got it, don't be misconstrued that people are showing you love because those people that are showing you love and all that are just vultures and corny people themselves. I'm about to say like yo, John in the middle, he's like yo, that's my man. It's like it, hey, don't worry, like if if your man's is corny, your man's is corny. It's like fuck it, it's like hey, right, my nigga, like <laughs> I, I listen to you with one ear, like okay, you ready? We done? So I said I give John pass on that. Like yo, we was, we done been through some shit. We done made some money. We done yeah, because he's lawyer. He corny, but he's lawyer. Yeah, like you made family, but it's like again, a nigga corny, a nigga corny. Everybody, everybody not meant to have good pussy or elite pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't gonna lie, Ashanti must got good pussy for over twenty years. My boy still thinking about it. Her shit top tier. I, I ain't gonna hold. She might be just the, the baddest chick he had. He tried to play it up. Like, you know, he's he's Irv Gotti. Murder Inc. was we yeah, not gonna front. I don't know if he. Is she the top? Because I know I. Some he he been with some good looking you know jobs. He been yes. with some baddies, but that might be the one that's like she openly said, "Nah, I don't want you no more." You feel me? Oh yeah, that hurt a nigga ego. Let's talk. Let's deep. Let's deep dive in that. You know what a shorty just like don't want to be with you no more. That should hurt your pride. Like because yeah, you go from lovers to shit. you go to lovers to strangers real quick. What? Like what you mean? Like you gonna go fuck and then you know him seeing her fuck with Nelly like. I know his ego was hurt. Like, wait, you gonna fuck with this nigga here? I'm better than this nigga. I do all. I could really see how that was flowing in his mind. Like, oh, you gonna fuck with this nigga named Dirty? <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, I'd be like that. But I mean, I, I still respect what he did in the hip hop game, it'll, it'll, and you it'll, know. it'll take away from all the from the love, the love he did with X. He still produced like his, his murder ink from is legendary. But it's just like I said. A corny nigga is still a corny nigga, no matter how many accolades they have. That's a fact. And, sh- and a shout out to Ashanti for not even addressing it. Still performing on stage with Nelly. I think they have a good relationship now after they break up. Still, they didn't respond they, to it. They, let it flush they, over. They, they fucking again. That's not even mince words. <laughs> <It was kind laughs> of, 
<laughs> Let's cut it out. Let's just move on because we talking about breakups. Let's talk about this Breakfast Club shit. Let's go. Oh man, the end of an era, man. Angela Yee is leaving the Breakfast Club. Does she really have to still? She, she do? You, can you tell when she's there anyway? Ooh, you know what? I'm not even trying yeah. to be. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just saying, like, no, nah, I can, I can, I can tell. Like the thing about it is, like, it's like, it's like us. I couldn't do this show without you because you know it's a it's a sort of a chemistry. Now, granted, we all know that Charlemagne the God is the star of the Breakfast Club, and DJ Envy has great talking points during interviews. He's definitely the one that moderates. Yeah. Angelie over the years has pulled back. That's what I'm saying. I've oh, seen, but him. she but she asked, but she asked the uh, so so how I see it and their dem- and and their dynamic is Charlemagne. Maybe the maybe the old Charlemagne will ask out of pocket questions. Now this Charlemagne in this new new era in his life is asking the more questions that the fan wants to hear. DJ Envy is gonna moderate, and then you have Angela Yee that's gonna ask you the standard journalistic type of questions, which might not be needed in the whole entire interview, but it is needed for the interview, if you get what I mean. I haven't heard Angela Yee ask an intro. I've, again, I've been home. I've been watching <laughs> I have an interview for the artists that I care about. I have not seen. I've heard her ask better. Actually, no. Even on um the her podcast, what is it called again? Oh, lip service. Oh, she the king. She the queen over there. I feel like her, I feel like her homegirls be holding it down. Like they they're more in it. I feel like she be just drunk, asking nasty shit. I, I mean, I appreciate that because my nasty has <laughs> lovely a nasty conversation. But I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just saying. Like if she's gonna go to another and she's getting another show and it's probably still be nationally syndicated and. She'll find somebody to play off. It's of. gonna be part of the iHeart. Yeah, um, brand. and they'll find somebody, another woman that can come in and you know make it work with them. I'm all for it. Maybe they'll get somebody that's like more earthly and spiritual or something to offset. Because I feel like her cadence and line of question is more so tailored to lip service or tailored to what something that where she needs to be the central focus. Yeah, she gotta be dominated in that because yeah. you know when big personalities like Charlemagne and DJ, even though DJ Envy is not as dominated, but he is sort of has more control than her in sort of in the interview style. So I definitely agree. I don't know who can replace. I mean, we don't know who. You know, there's some talks about Scotty Beam, um, L'Oreal, even though L'Oreal and Angela Lee are like best friends. Maybe she, maybe Angela Lee might give her a blessing to get her friend a job up there so she could continue doing lip service because she stopped doing lip service because they she does radio in Atlanta. So maybe... Angel Lee can give her the blessing so she can move back to New York and maybe they can do she could go back to um because not only in this new new deal that she has with her t- TV show but her her podcast is also getting a national look as well so right. maybe that could be a good help for her too congratulations to her I'm just saying the breakfast club is going to be different but I'm not saying it's going to be worse or like it's over I feel like it's like it's like school niggas graduate and somebody else come in and you might be apprehensive at first but then a week later that's your nigga <laughs> but I but but I want to talk a little bit about the Breakfast Club because you know when Charlemagne started posting about like some of their favorite moments, like yo, over the last twelve years, the Breakfast Club has given us moments, bro. Going from the Birdman, even the Benny Siegel, um, Fred Fredo Star. These are just some iconic moments. Him him telling MGK your verse is whack. <laughs> It probably was. It probably was whack. 
Yeah, that's why that nigga went to a rock star. I don't blame him. <laughs> no, he was a plant. Let's call it what it was. He was a plant. You feel like, me? like Post Malone said, I rap because it's easier. I was able to make my millions and I can make the music I want. Let's keep Oh, yeah, we, we, we done do that. And then, you know, him making Little Mama cry, even though he didn't make her, but that's just the running joke of, I ain't going to hold you. Yo, they are a stable. Even though they're in the Radio Hall of Fame, bro, and when she- that show is done and over, bro, it's going to be responsible. That documentary, forget about it. And the two most important people on the show are still there, so we got some time. <laughs> you already know the vibes. Now, oh, man. I know nothing now, about this. So I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> Don't be quiet. Don't leave me out here by myself. We got to report the news, Slick. I didn't even hear about it. So is it really news? I mean, the girls on the Twitter was full of some type of way. A lot of girls was expressing that they got dick fished out. Uh, They probably felt the same way as niggas when they take that little wrestler suit off and the shit drop. It happens. Let's keep going. Looking like put it in a Ziploc bag. (laughs) But yo, so apparently, you know, Safari sex tape got leaked with a lot of love and hip hop star Kimberly. Not Joelle's Kimberly, a different Kimberly. And a lot of girls was not feeling it because they was like, yo, this was not the Schmeet that we saw that got exposed a long time ago. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, I ain't gonna lie. Niggas, niggas, niggas dick fish a bunch of girls out here. You feel me? You send her a nude, you get the right angles, you make sure your shit look great. And then when she gets it, <laughs> you be like, hey, yo, <laughs> uh, well, it is what it is. We in the motion. <laughs> I went on Twitter and typed in his name and then it, they, they are flaming him. This is hilarious, actually. Yo, and then, and then the thing about that pissed me off about Safari is, bro, why are you pretending like your shit got leaked, bro? This shit was a whole production, bro. And then you over here talking about you going to take full uh, uh, investigation with your lawyers. Nigga, who you going to sue? Yourself? Nigga, we all know you've been... <laughs> nigga, you have only fans. <laughs> Just, just you, just upset that you didn't get the response that you was looking for. You was thinking that yo, Nick girls was gonna gas you, but they talk about you got a chicken nugget. Fuck out of here. That's hilarious. No comment. All right, because not stay on this topic too long. I want to talk about Goat Man. Goat Man. Yeah, that's him. It's like you know, you could. I'm about to get. I'm about to get my bag right now. Uh-huh. Top two and not two. Let me know when I can turn my mic back on. Got more slaps than the Beatles. Who else you know will bring, during OVO Fest, bring their first girlfriend out back to the city to perform? Who? Drizzy Drake Rogers. Mr. Do Right and Kill Everything himself. I only hear nothing about Kendrick Lamar, even though my boy still showed love to him by attending his concert. Even though that nigga Kendrick Lamar was looking like one of them little Harlem crackheads doing pull-ups in New York City a, a while ago, I don't hear nothing about no damn J. Cole either. More slaps than the Beatles. If you haven't heard, Drake got the num the most top twenty entries in Billboard history. Let alone about other stuff that he let alone about other records he breaking in Spotify and Apple. When are we gonna finally respect this man as the GOAT? He breaks the Beatles record for the top five hits on Billboard Hot 100. Slick. 
what you guys say, Slick? I, I know, I know, I, I, come on now. You, you're staying too with me. Come on, don't leave me out here by myself. Uh, that's a great compliment, but I think I don't. I look at I don't know Billboard pre-streaming versus post-streaming is just two different things to me. Because pre-streaming, it was about how many records you sold, but streaming, we never kind. Con- it's like equivalent. I'm not going for sit here and pretend like that Khaled and Drake song is it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, that that's and, still that's staying alive. I feel, like, mm-hmm. I feel like with streaming, depending on how like the providers feel about, not saying he didn't earn it, but it's like, would that song have sold like that if we weren't trying to quantify streams? You feel me? Oh no, nah, no, nah, you got hate in your blood. I don't have hate in my. I didn't, I didn't I mean, call I, you to put hate I, in the blood. No, I said it was a great achievement, but I also have to like I've been following on Billboard since I was ten years old, so I remember when it's like a song went number one because it, you actually had to physically buy the the fucking CD that had like four. Remember the CDs that had like four songs? So you got you got the song. Oh yeah, you got the remix, you got the instrumental, and you got like a B side track. Like I remember that shit. And you like they went by radio numbers and shit like that. So like with streaming, streaming like convolutes a lot of stuff because like. Based on your name as an artist, you're going to debut top ten. Like I'm, I'm gonna throw another person. You hate J Cole, right? Love J Cole. Anytime J Cole drop, his singles go automatically to the top ten. I'm like, yo, this wasn't happening pre, pre prior to streaming. Um, Taylor Swift, she but she get one, but it'll be a gradual growth. When she drops, she get like eight songs in the top ten. Even Drake, yeah. even Drake, Drake drop. We know we getting at least <laughs> at least seven slaps in the top ten. So that's why I say it's definitely a different ball game. It's a great, great accomplishment. But I think that when we try to, you know, we try to rationalize the Beatles, Michael Jackson, uh, Stevie Wonder, Diana Ross, Whitney, all those people that actually had to sell records. It's a different, different era. I mean, but I modern think... though, modern wise though, Drake is a guy. Stream of the streaming era, he's the greatest artist of all time. Streaming. Well, I, I, I think, I think. For at least for certain artists. Now I get what you mean. Now with um, but I think you have to put an exception for artists like Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, and Drake when it comes to the Billboard. Now for other other for other other artists, it's I want to respect their numbers that much. Like a little baby, a gonna. No offense, they make they make great music, but I won't put them in that league with with the Beatles and Michael Jackson. But as far as those three that I mentioned. I think if you put them back then when it was just purely or when uh, hip hop just started, fr- I think they could have really did those numbers as well. I think I'm not saying they wouldn't do numbers, but I'm saying streaming is a double edged sword because you get the accolades, but it's also like, like what Cole said about computers running your shit up. All you got to do is change your IP address and address and that's a new stream. You feel me? You listen to an album, a stream goes through. Back in the day, if it wasn't a single, that shit was not charting. But I'm 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 looking at some of his some of these number one hits that he has on the Billboard 100. Oh, number one is absolutely number one is number they, one. These ones, the ones that went up there for him, like God's Plan was number one. Work with Rihanna, One Dance. So I look at it like this: any song that was number one more than two to three weeks, if it's a okay. if it's a one week flash in the pan. That's why I say that's the effects of streaming. His number ones is number one, but there are number ones where it's like, oh, he dropped the album. It's the song everybody played, and they read it. You know, it, it jumps to number one as opposed to like 
Michael Jackson having to drop a single on a video and <laughs> for the songs to get to gain traction like that. You feel me? Again, it's like two different eras. Is why I when I read those Billboard articles, I just kind of be like, uh, you know, I see what they're trying to do. We're trying to create new mega stars, new uh, legacy acts and whatnot, but it's a different ball. It's a different. It's like inflation. A thousand dollars today ain't buying you. This is not buying you as much as a thousand dollars thirty, forty years ago. Aww. If that makes sense, like it's still a thousand dollars. But it's like, hmm, thirty years ago, how to how to been living like a god and went to DR and bought the island. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like, I agree. Now but, it's like I just got a couple Instagram baddies cooking me breakfast naked. <laughs> but but the thing about it, the reason why I'm gonna put Drake on the opposite list of all that is because it's consistency with him. Absolutely, like he cultivated Michael a Jackson or so will put out an album and work the record for for a year or two, and then you know go about their business. This man has been, he really hasn't leave us without a hit since fucking best thing, best, best I ever had, to be honest with you. Since yeah, at least once, once a year, you can tell you he's in the top 50. He's going to be in the top 50. And I'm looking at his numbers now for every year, he's in the top 50. Absolutely. I'm just saying. He's so, like, so for him to, for him to sit here and do it, um, on that level, I, I, I gotta. He's the goat. I don't want to hear no more Kendrick Lamar. Even though I heard his concert is fire. Shout out to that concert that shit, as well. That shit was wicked. I almost want to see it again. That's how fire it was. You know, J Cole's still killing verses because I just was listening to his um to the Benny the Butcher song, and I ain't gonna lie, that verse was hard. But hey, when it comes to being the face of this shit, the man from Toronto, the sixth god, the boy. Now, you know who now let's get into this quick little topic of Doja Cat. What's your whole thoughts about this whole Doja Cat situation? Her growing bored, her arguing with fans and talking about she doesn't want to be sexualized. Everybody wanna be famous, so they famous. Mm. She's been trying to she know she's she's a hell of an artist. But a lot comes with the fame. And when you're going through it, you can't just stop. And that's that's the unfortunate part of today's society. Like at least in the back in the day, you didn't want to. There was no social media. You could just go in the crib for a couple weeks. You feel me? Her, her whole appeal was built on weirdness and sexiness and goofiness. And I think that whatever she's going through in life, I remember she tried to quit her concert a couple months ago. I think that she oh because you know, she had a throat infection type stuff. But she she she's crying out for help, and I think that she needs that help. And it's not going to be whittled down to just people over sexualizing her. It's not going to be whittled down to her not liking her hair or whatever her appearance. I think that she needs to take a break and and you know reevaluate and get up and get healthy mentally because I think these are wild signs. They can get even wilder, and I think that you know you don't want to see an artist burn themselves out before they even have a chance to reach those heights that they're trying to get to. So I really just send her a lot of like healing energy because we've seen it with the Britneys, we've seen it with the you know a lot of artists just you know getting to a place where they. You know, it is a lot for them. And you don't want them to see the, that talent extinguished too soon. All right. Just find out. Go well. There you go. All right. I'm going to first of all, again, to my opinion, um, she said the reason why she shaved her head and her eyebrow is because she feels like she should not. Ne- she never liked having hair. I can tell you one time since the beginning of my life that I ever felt like this is cool. I just don't like having hair. And then, you know, recently she just showed her underwear in public. Now, with all that to be said, 
it's a per this is a perfect example. And she might not be the perfect example, but my analogy is is people in this era trying to get put on by any means necessary and not understanding the totality of getting put on. Yes, everybody wants to get put on. Hey, look at us. We potting right now. And do I want this podcast to get put on and be talked about and be, you know, one of the top podcasts? Yes. But that doesn't mean that I want to come out here saying some wild fragrant shit and, you know, doing a whole bunch of weird shit because I understand that if we attract people when we do them type of shits, that's our brand. And we're going to be very limited even once we get to that level of what we can do due to the reputation of the podcast. So I want our podcast to be organic in growth and become one of them stuff due to our terms so we could feel more comfortable with it. With that being said, how did Doja Cat came on? Bitch on Macau. Moo. Then she started releasing dope records. What she ended up doing? She started trolling. Start doing a whole bunch of things online, uh, creating this persona of hers. And look, it helped her tremendously. Not only is she talented and create great music, but everybody is in love with her. But this is what I mean by how do you get put on? You got put on with the gimmicks and things, even though you do have the talent to back it up, but you got put on through the gimmicks. And now you want to release yourself from that, and it's kind of hard now. And and it's sad because I don't want you to suffer, but it's kind of like you can't. And what this generation needs to understand, especially the social media generation, is getting put on for that five minutes practically almost dictate how rest of the hour is. If you get with my analogy going with slick. Like you can't sit here and do these at these antics and then expect it as soon as you get put on it, it erases itself. No, it does not. It follows you. So be mindful of how you get on. Cause I know a lot of people chasing for viral moments just to, you know, get on and then they can start doing what they want to do. And I'm like, it does not really work that well. Not saying that it can't work, but most of the time from what we can see, it doesn't. And I pray for her too, you feel me? Because she makes dope music. I just finally got to listen to her deluxe album not too long ago. It was fire, but I just say take a break. Clear your mind, get your shit ready, stop going on live. Talk to your family members, seek some help, and then you know, come back refreshing anew. That that was that was good, right? I, I don't, I'm not getting canceled for that, right? Slip. I doubt it. Okay, okay. Now, Kanye West, man, I ain't gonna hold you. The more and more Kanye West be acting, the more and more I can't jack him no more. Be you out here getting the same tattoo with Stephen Lacey and Little Uzi? Yeah, he bipolar. He crazy. That's fine. <laughs> and then you over here, you hear Pete Davidson in your in your ex wife breakup. You talking about Pete? Um, Skeety, <laughs> Skeet is dead type stuff. Now you got because he not fucking his bitch anymore. So he don't care. He gonna call him Pete. He gonna call him <laughs> Peter again. Got this boy seeking mental health. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Kanye West. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Then, then you're unhappy with the release of your product, and you stuffed it all in a garbage bag. Slick, I'm gonna need you to defend your man. This is this you 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 like him. This is your guy right here. I just say you crazy, nigga. What you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the only thing you got. I don't, bro. 
I, I'm still getting. I'm, I'm at like 75, 80 percent. I ain't got it. I all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. We, just, we, we, we'll I'm, do a deep dive, but you. Better. I'm gonna just say this: Kanye need help. He also likes attention. The petty person in me is like, oh yeah, you took my, you jacking, you took my joint, and now she left you too. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get my shots in. Was it in bad taste? Absolutely. But it's Kanye West. Now he's proven more times than not. A society is proven more times than not that we will. Be mad at him for a week and forgive him a week later just for him to do some next shit the next time. I really do send Pete Davidson a lot of healing energy too because I'm allowed to say, and not like when you lose a girl that's out your league. <laughs> that's the wild. He hey, Pete had some bad bitches. He had her. He had Ariana. He had he had billionaires. <laughs> so yo, and then and then I think I think the report says you know she she wasn't really looking for anything serious. It's like. Bro, when you realize, like, my nigga, you was basically... You was the Kanye getaway. She used you, you to get away from rebound. Kanye. You was, rebounded. Not even a rebound. She used it. She wanted to alienate Kanye. That's what it was. Like, that, I ain't gonna lie. I feel for my boy because I'd be sick, too. Like, damn, I really thought we was having something. You know, she probably was joking and all that other stuff. Meanwhile, she was never taking you serious, bro. Pete, take a, take a line from the book of the Herb Gotti and the Corny Niggas. You still hit. Oh, that's a fact. They, still beat though. There's, there's a clip. There's a clip. There's a clip of him uh, of their show where she was trying to get out the dress. She was exactly. like, "Oh, you want to jump in a shower with me?" Still beat though. That's the name of this episode. Still beat though. <laughs> still beat though. All right. So the last topic before we get to the song of the week. Did you hear the new Megan and Stallion album? No, nah, I haven't heard no new music. But I, I heard good stuff about it. I, I heard a couple of clips of the songs. I, this is like the last record on her, uh, her deal, right, for 1501? Yep. So that's important. I think that she, 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 she fulfilled her obligation, unlike certain basketball players that are seven feet tall and live in Brooklyn right now. And, <laughs> you know, I think now now is when you should be – if you're a Meg fan, this is when you should be excited. Because I think that now that she's out from under the asterisk of, you know, that 360 deal and being able to go sign with who she wants if the reports are true, I think that – Creatively, I think that relationship-wise, especially depending on, depending on how this Tory Lanez thing go, because let me tell oh, yep. you, if that shit if that shit turns out that she wasn't being complete, if that shit was fictitious, <laughs> the album sales is gonna be vicious. But oh yep, but uh, barring that not going her way, I think that we'll see a different a different Meg. This couple, I mean, she's still gonna talk about how fire her pussy is, and I mean, based on the picture stuff, I believe her. Hey, yo, let's I'm talk not, about. I'm that not. Real. I'm not mad at it. I be bumping her little my pussy fire songs. I'm just lit. Nah, 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 nah. I gotta talk about this real quick, and maybe we should have saved it for the toxic segment. But yo, some of you girls do not have the fire, yo. <laughs> I'm not, yo. We're slick, can we pop real quick for a second, yo? Yo, I'm not talking about Meg person. I'm not talking about Meg. Talking about in general. Yo, all you girls this yo, not all you girls got the wet box. I ain't gonna hold you, yo. Not all y'all got the juicy fruit like y'all think y'all do. Some of y'all shit be mid. Let's be honest, girls. Some of y'all like <laughs> what? You need to take their supplements, get you some ashwagandha, take your vitamins, you know. Get you your big three. Your you know I, mean? I found one. I, we can make a big I guess for the hundredth episode, we'll introduce the new member of the big three. Oh, facts. We we will we'll discuss that, but like you know, and and I'm not I'm not even going to shit on women. Like yo, fellas, don't be y'all a, know when dick not slapping. Don't Come be a safari out here. You feel me? You you feel me? So so it's just not for y'all. But like I be hearing girls all the time, especially on Twitter and everything. Yeah, my coochie, my coochie. 
You know, nah, because, I, had, I had some bad coochie back you, in the days. You know, what you, call, you know what you call a bunch of empty words? Fiction. And that's what Twitter is. Fiction. <laughs> you feel me? Some of y'all shit do not be be elite like y'all think it is, mama. Your shit just your shit was just needed for the time needed. And all right. And it'd be different for different folks. Because one nigga loved it or one shorty loved it, don't mean the next one gonna love it. So don't don't be over oh, here. Your Yelp review does not stand with me. I need to experience it for myself and then I'll give you a three yeah. star review. Cause my man's hit it. He told me, <laughs> but then at the end of the day, what I'm gonna say? Still beat though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to the song of the week. All right, if you are listening to this on YouTube, please exit out and go to your favorite streaming platform, whether that is Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, where we listen to your favorite podcast at, and go listen to us there. And you can listen to our song of the week, or you can go to Apple Music and go to our playlist. And find our song, our previous songs of the week. All right, you want to introduce your song of the week this week, brother? Well, ain't not really mine because, like I said, I haven't been playing nothing. But B sent me some drinks I liked the other day, so I just play these. So, this is Babyface. Keeps on falling. I'm only playing like ten seconds of these shits. day like the first day still get butterflies oh yeah middle of the night we all the way baby baby ain't no looking around in first place so i love him even more in his worst day he's always there for me and i don't know why he don't ever give up go beyond and above yeah but every time he does i'm right back at I keep some falling in love Nice vibe, nice vibe. Uh, next song is Love Jones by Leon Thomas and Ty Dolla Sign, aka Leon Thomas, Mr. Victorious himself. Let's bump it. gonna pull from the trevor jackson back shout out to tank too r&b money podcast is fire i've been watching a lot of those too his final album drops tomorrow so maybe i'll pick some joints from tank i do tank appreciation next week this is trevor jackson though right now Just there 
to do to that body mm-hmm. And come down here Let me show you where to touch my body Jackson appreciation. There you go. Tank. Oh, that's a fact. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that new album of his. Yeah, we just got the last one last year. <laughs> yeah, but you know, when you when you're a dope artist like he is, you know, they had a good discussion too. They basically was like, "Yo, you have too much going for you to be independent." He's like, "Yeah, this sir, I know I could be a bigger music star, but it's just like at independent, you could do what you want." You feel me? He was signed to. I think it was his job. Whatever he signed to, he dropped the album before Rough Drafts, and it was like they had a vision for him that wasn't really aligned with what he was trying to do. So, like, his music now is fired. He got grown-ish, a couple movies and shit. So, hopefully, in the next couple of years, he becomes a bigger... Because he wants to do music more than act. So, hopefully, that'll be, you know, what he's known for compared to just the acting. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. That last album was pictured by my... That shit still slap. What? <laughs> but... YG finally released this fucking song that I've been if you if you follow me on my personal Instagram, you know I've been trying to get YG to fucking release this song forever. I thought he was gonna release it in July because this shit got popping around um May and June on TikTok. But he released it in August while summer's about to be over. But I'm happy that he released it. This is YG Toxic. How can I love somebody else if I can't love myself enough to know when it's time, time to let go? Inside my jeans, she want my heart with the lie. She wanna throw away the key. She make love, she don't get fucked. Gang, gang, gotta throw in the beast. She like, boy, don't do me wrong. Just burkin' proud of me. It's toxic as they come, but I really love her. Got her out here competing with my baby mother. Brought her a new car, I be on a bumper. No, she can't see me leaving, she like Stevie Wonder. Late 20s, but with me, she feel hella younger. Sugar daddy's try to get it, she don't give a number. That's about Kalani. Like That's like his Kalani situation. Yeah, because she had a song, Toxic, when they broke up. And she said she, because he was still fucking her baby mother. And he was kissing that girl in the club, I remember. Come on now. She made, um, she made a whole album about I, that nigga, now she gay. Damn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now babyface i ain't gonna lie i stumbled upon this speaking of kalani i stumbled upon babyface 
He been dropping some low-key heat the last couple of months. This is Babyface featuring Kehlani, Seamless. Always giving me hell every time that you drink. Two tequila shots in, now you want to read me. Trying to have a good time, now you want to make a scene. You deserve an Emmy, girl. Go and get your Emmy, girl. See, you be trying to do the most. You be trying to rock the boat. I was trying to make it work. Trying to make this house a home. Act like I'm anybody, girl. I ain't everybody, girl. You know my body. I'll come out my body. We supposed to be seamless. But you love showing off weakness. Getting off that for no reason. Turning up on me for breathing. Oh, oh, oh. Supposed to be seamless. Arguing every weekend. Switching up on me like seasons. You wanna fight? Never mind. Keep it. Babyface out here giving these girls hits. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's wild. With the um, modern, with the modern production too, yeah, he he cutting his he cutting his verses too, even though we didn't play it, but his verse is fire on that song. He said he was coming, he left whatever he was doing, he left whatever A and R role to sign an artist contract and do all. He's putting out an album with all female features. Okay, it's gonna be dope. What now you know I'm from Brooklyn. Oh here you go, bow. Yeah. Come on now, I gotta support my boy Bobby Schmurder. He released an EP called Badman, but you feel me? Even though he wasn't on the Roddy Rebel album, but he brought Roddy Rebel to his EP. This is Bobby Schmurder featuring Roddy Rebel on God. I'm back on the road again. I'm popping it, letting it go again. I'm back at the hole again. I'm dropping them things on the stove again. I'm icing the wall again. I'm icing my bro, my holes in them. Hey, shout out to Desi and shout out to Avi. They got me on froze again. Who, who let the soldiers in? Who, who let them vultures in? Who, who let the road them in? I'm back on that bowl again. Who, who let the goat them in? They fucked when they let my bro them in. They shout out the flock I gave with 50. He whipping that bowl again. Oh, God. Back on go again. Oh, God. We're so froze again. Oh, God. Big old glizzy. Pop up 50, break a bro again. Took two L's, but still prevail, so we for sure to win. Don't get exposed again. For me and my motherfucking twins. For me, my motherfucking friends. I'm straight that motherfucking trench. My hoes, they motherfucking tense. My ghost, the motherfucking band, bitch. Back on the motherfucking ends, bitch. Bust out cutting your lands, bitch. Please watch your mouth when you talking, you know how we coming, this shit ain't pretend, bitch. I keep my gun on my head when I step. I just touched down the LA on for jet. My nigga Southside just bought a Corvette. My head had just called me a jerk collect. He told me to get to the money, I been had to. Power to power, can't respect. I got respect with this little Ooh, Bobby Spurter on God featuring Roddy Rebel. All right, though. Is that time, Slick? Let me give him a quick one. It's fine. All right. All right. You know what you're here for. For the people's choice, the people's favorite. Slick, drop it. I can be toxic, but so what? You're going to love it here. Shit, fuck is you talking about? We have fun over here. It's very fun here. And it's fun indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the, the TSA, the Toxic Service Announcement. Yo, you know Shorty who we use that sound got a podcast? That shit is all right. Wait, what? The girl we the toxic shorty, she had a podcast. That shit is all right. Oh, for real? And she was on um Angelique shit too when the episode with Cardi B was out. Oh wow. I didn't know that. Shout out to her though. I forgot her name. I follow her on Twitter, but I'll I'll bring it up next time. I'm not live. 
we talking so, about how toxic is this about to get? Oh, all right, all right. So I'll let you judge because we got, I, you know, we over the last couple of weeks, we could go mature or we can get toxic. Do what you want to do, nigga. I've given you 10 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> you don't give me 10 minutes because then you leave me out here by myself and they be like, oh, Brian was wallet and then Slick, you was over here entertaining it. Yep. I definitely want to entertain it, but you got 10 minutes. So let's see what's about to happen. What you got? Don't roll, roll dice. Let's get it. Call it out. All right. What'd you fucking handicap, chick? <laughs> wow. How handicapped we talking? <laughs> like, we talking, no, like, she, we, we talking like, she, like, like she can't go up steps. Handicap, we talking like, uh, uh, what we talking? I, you can't say that. <laughs> how? How can I say that? I was asking a question. You can't say, ah, uh, you can't say If that. I can't say it, why you just said it? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to tell you what not to say. Anyways, there's different. Okay. There, okay. Let's give it. Let's, let's give context <laughs> to why I, I asked this question. That one, didn't I? No, no. Because I was shout out to the Talk Heavy podcast and the David Wade Network. There's a lot of podcasts I've been listening to. But, you know, there is a stigma of, um, especially in movies, that a lot of girls get to. They, they've been seen with the handicapped men or whatnot, but it's not really the same vice versa. It's not really. So that's why, you know, there was a question like, would you fucking handicap chick? Well, shit, I asked that. Come on now. It depends on like what handicap is. Like, I don't know what hit. Ha- I think if you don't. All right, let's, let's, let's sort of. If you um, can't okay, process. Let's do this. Wheel, you- wheelchair. <sighs> I fuck a wheelchair check up. Oh God! <laughs> I was about to say she can't do that push shit out because her legs don't work. That makes sense. What? And you can bend it like a pretzel. She don't got no muscles still, in there. She still has bones. She still has bones. She still has bones. It's not. She might not feel it, but that she gonna be wonky. You hear that shit go crack? Because you try and get. Uh, and then imagine, imagine if you get your dick sucked with it. <laughs> My goodness, front of wheelchair girl. Bro, you just stand up, bro. It's it's lit. I'm wild. I'm Jeff Hardy. I'm standing on the handlebars and be like, spin this bitch around while you do this. Put this shit in the hyperdrive. Let's go. That's a fact. Um, but um, I ain't gonna lie to you. All right, come on. I saw I I I had the girl, I I I was friends with a girl in high school that you know used the stick, the two I don't I I shouldn't call it two sticks. Not a crutch crush. I don't know. It was it was a crutch, but I don't know what to call it, but it's got that little handle. Like a quarter, and they hold it. Why are you Harlem shaking? She was Harlem shaking when she used it. Yeah, when she walked, because you know she couldn't really walk that. She was well. fine. What? She was fine as hell. I did it. I what? Did, I, I did hit it. it. I'm a person. Raw too. You feel I'm a personality me? nigga too. So her personality was popping too. Oh, it's lit. It's on set. Oh yeah, that's why I say yo. Any girls you got handicapped, but I feel like most of these girls, anyways, if they don't have no physical handicap, they mentally handicapped. I was so. about to say, if you can't process emotions, you handicapped to me. So I've been there, done that. If, if you can't take accountability, you mentally handicapped. I was about to say, yeah. if you think you, if you think you got the juice box and you think your coochie just wet out of nowhere, you handicapped. So I'm, fu- I'm. So we've been fucking handicapped chicks for a while then. So I don't even know how to answer this question then. And also, we've been fucking these girls with low with with low um iron. So these girls be handicapped on a low too. So uh, they, I ain't gonna hold. They almost you. pass out when you put the AC at sixty five. Right? <laughs> Yo, that bro. How many of you girls are anemic out here, bro? We gotta do a case study because there's no way in hell all you girls are anemic out here. Nah. Son, y'all be mad cold out of nowhere. I'm like, yo, 
I'm go take say, those big ass iron pills. I'm, I support the disabled. I'm, I'm dicking you down, shorty. Dick all in your mouth, shorty. You heard? You heard it from B Breezy. But now let's get a little mature, though. Um, After we just talked about rah rah. Okay, cool. Of course, you got it. It's a. It's called righteousness and righteousness. Come on now. Um. So let's actually talk about this black man and therapy video that we that we that you sent me on Twitter before, man. It's really becoming bad out here for us black men. They want us to be. They want us to have. They want us to go to therapy, but they complain when we express our emotions. Do you got that stuff cleared up? Don't you want to be able to communicate with your bitch? I think, I think yes, right? Long gone are the days where you can just shut down. Bitches is not tolerating that. Like, it used to be where men provided financially or with Schmeet and bitches can make their own self come and we can pay for our own shit. So I'm gonna need y'all to catch up on the emotional part. If a bitch is telling you, I need you to communicate more, open your fucking mouth. But you know what I realized? And let me, let me back up, let me back up. A common misconception about me as a clinician is that 90% of my clientele have been men black men specifically and what we specifically work on is expanding their emotional vocabulary because a lot of y'all motherfuckers don't even have the words to express how you're feeling so when you expand your vocabulary and knowledge of what you are experiencing because y'all are human beings who experience feelings and emotions and don't have to choke that shit down no more y'all ain't had to choke that shit down since 2016 all right i'm just gonna jump into this i'm just gonna you know i'm gonna dive when it dies. Go right ahead. All right. I hear what she's saying. I'm the king of, you know, we gotta be better as emotional men. But how are you gonna tell a woman that you're emotional because of some shit she did just for her to flip it on you? And I think that that's probably the part that's removed from this. And it's kind of off putting because she said it. She's a, a therapist, she's a clinician, and she works for the majority of black men. And the comment probably says it better than I can say it. It says, imagine a black man going to therapy and a therapist is a carbon copy of the person that traumatized them in the first place. And that's real shit. Cause I think she said at her point, women, we, we love the fact that y'all can make yourself come that y'all get your own money. But a lot of not even indirect, not even directly, but indirectly it's thrown in men's faces. What can you do for me? I don't need what you did 30 years ago. Right. But for the men, it's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to ask for in in regards to that? Because all I'm asking you to do is not diminish yourself, but support, listen, be available in those spaces. And when you go against the grain and you do this shit, you act, I guess, Steve Harvey wise would say like a man or you do unbecoming shit or shit that hurts me or I'm do some shit that brings something up in me. You're not like we talk about emotionally handicapped, right? a lot of women would rather fight about us making them feel bad for their actions as opposed to hearing out why we're upset. And once you go through that, but so many times as a man, you generally shut down. Cause like, what am I talking to you for? How can I talk to you about what's bothering me when it's your lit is literally like I've done every possible thing to address the issue outside of you because I brought it to you. And you shit on me. Mm-hmm. You told me I can't be mad at this. You belittled why I was upset. You went tit for tat. You heard the part that you can make an argument with and argued that part, but negated the other parts. Deflect. 
And it's the point of like, you want us to use these words. You want us to open up. You want us to be emotionally available because you said it. We can't just provide money and dick, even though social media tells us that's all y'all want from us. And you want money and dick. So I'm very confused. From like, again, it's not attacking the young lady or any woman that thinks, but it's like this is the conversation we're having. We can't have these think pieces of oh, men don't emotionally open up, men don't communicate, men don't. No, men do these things with the right one woman they see fit to do it with. But when that woman does not take them seriously, or women in the past, their mothers, because I had a relationship, it could be their mothers be their female friends, it could be whoever. Somebody doesn't take them seriously, why am I talking anymore? You've lost me. So I'm just saying, like, I get it, because as a black man in therapy, I understand it. Like, yes, we want us to open up. We want to open up to you. But it is difficult when you have, I think we played a video a couple weeks back where it was like, the, the woman said that men get tired of the fact that they try to tell you what's wrong. And if it's something that you caused, you get mad. You feel like you have a right to be upset. Like how dare you be mad at me for doing what I want to do. And and you could continue after this, but how many times and men, oh yeah. If y'all listen, how many times when you was upset at what your woman has done, but she flipped it on you and you end up having to apologize Absolutely. and don't girls and girls don't be upset about this. How many times have y'all used that tactic? To get out of saying I'm sorry. And to not be, be honest with yourself. This is not an attack. Just be honest and reflect. Yeah. Like this is not us shitting on women. This is like literally we are synthesizing a problem. The video was very triggering because it's like I, I, I get I heard what she was saying, but it's also like your job is to be your like she seems to be fed up with black men. And if your job is to service and fix these black men, Okay, that's like a teacher going. That's like a a teacher going to teach black students, knowing they hate black people. Yep. And that might sound a little intense, but hear me out. If you go into a situation trying to fix something that you naturally have a problem with, it's going to be difficult because you're not going to just see the person. You're going to see whatever. Like she told about the traumas and stigmas that the men felt, the traumas and stigmas that she is attributing to black men, she might project onto her clients, right? And I think that man to woman. That's another thing. We project our traumas onto our partners, men and women, and only one historically has been made to feel safe enough to speak up about that in a protected way. So it's it's definitely a work in progress on both fronts, but we can't sit here and pretend like yo, it's okay. like there like things don't just happen because it's the way things have always been, if that makes sense. It's like if you can't talk to somebody, especially somebody you claim to love, a lot of times there was a, an event that showed you that you can't talk to them. You feel me? Yeah. So, and it could be like, it could be, like I said, you could be, some people can't speak to their moms for real. Some people can't speak to their aunts, their cousins, their female friends, their partners. Their sisters. Niggas, there's niggas that can't speak to their wives and they've been, they married the motherfuckers. <laughs> you feel me? That's a fact. And just to piggyback of what you're saying, man, I'm reading some of these comments under the video, bro. And it's just kind of like, as a guy, when we read this, what do you expect us to one comment? Men talk crazy AF to each other, but the moment a woman throw a few curse words at child, y'all get sensitive. Prime example of what you just said, Slick. <laughs> As a man, we kind of feel like our feelings are not are invalid. Sorry to say, but it's kind of feel like if we do come to y'all with our problems. It's kind of like we're causing a burden in a sense. Like now and we shouldn't feel that way. 
Like I cook and clean. Why do I have to care about your feelings? I give you like, you know, but it's like, it could always be on the flip. And, and, uh, and I want to put out there too. Like I have a black female therapist. Shout out to you, Dr. Asia Jones. And I think you do too. Right. Slick. I do Dr. Reeve. Shout out to her. So this is not about black female therapists. Cause you know, I know some of the other comments was like, Oh, this is why black men needs to seek black male therapists. I don't really want to touch that because I kind of like my therapist a lot and she has helped me a lot. So I can't even just sit here and you know shit what? on black female therapists. I just thought about that though. A lot of black men don't see male therapists that I know of anyway. I mean, to me, I've seen, I haven't seen the black male therapist, but I have seen a white male therapist. I've seen, I, I, I haven't even black, seen that many black male. I see like social workers, but I haven't seen a black. Male oh yeah. Therapist. Like I had, I had a, I had a gun counselor that I was really cool with in school that helped me out. That's like guys. That's, that's like the act. That's like the, I'm talking about in the adult stages. Think about that. There aren't oh. many black male therapists. I can, I've come across. That's I haven't heard. And the people, the, the people that I do know that go to therapy don't find black male. I think in my, my whole Therapeutic search. I looked for a black woman. I never thought to look at a man. I'm a, and it's like I think too. It's also like the you think the about, stigma. Do you yeah. think? Do you think because it's not manly enough to be a black male therapist? Maybe that might be the I case. I mean, I feel like the same thing. Like a black male teacher. Like they niggas treat me like I'm a fucking dom. It doesn't. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Like, I'm like, but oh, that's it. But that's but that's because I had a lot of black male teachers growing up. I didn't. I only had. I had like two. Except for in high school, but in high school it was a bunch of white. It was, I went into the white area, so even when I went white. to school in the hood, I don't think I had that many black. I mean, my gym teachers. Were yeah, when I was in the hood, I had black. But and all in all, with just this the the therapy session, it's hard. It because it's so hard to sit here and say these things without having them feel triggered. Because one thing I realized is, as soon as you say how you feel. It's kind of like attacking how they feel, and it's kind of it's like, t- no, I'm not trying. To- yeah, it's like a character attack. Because, because think, but well, think about it. When you do something fucked up, you open yourself up. And this is a man too. When you do something fucked up, you open yourself to a, an assault on your character. But it's predicated off of your actions. So if you fuck up, you have to be willing to to hear that. You feel me? I think mm-hmm. that's something that on both sides, like there's accountability on both sides. Like as a man, if I if I do something that you don't like. You have every right to call me this, that, and the third and be ready to black on me and we can have that. But I have to be able to take that and have that conversation. And I think that on the other end, we always talk about equity, right? I think that that is something that we have to get to as a place, ladies, that we can have that conversation with y'all as well. And not, like I said, it's not this is not aimed at anybody specific, but just like in that overall line of thinking that she was portraying, if a man comes to you with a legitimate gripe, not some shit like, oh, I don't like you wearing your hair like that or some controlling. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a fine line between controlling and inappropriate actions. And, and respect. And respect. And respecting respect. your partner. Yes. So it's like, if it's a respect thing, oh, babe, I don't like when you wear that shirt. I feel like your boobs is a little too exposed. It pops out when I'm around you. I don't want you going out like that. Yes, you might love the top, but it's also like, yo, I'm I, for my sanity. Like the same, you wouldn't want me outside. Great sweatpants and shit. You feel me? You know what I mean? Hold your daddy shorts. Yeah, versus like, oh, I don't like when you're around this dude because I, I, we've already seen some, and you told me some inappropriate things. Like, wow, you know, like it's things like that. Like, it's not about, but it's like you, you wanting to do something for yourself that is harmless. Cool. That's a person trying to change that might just be, they might be trying to be overly controlling or, you know, overly safe. But if there's actual cause to their reason that they feel a certain way, just be open to listening and just be open to like, yo, all right, I understand what you're saying. And I want to touch on, I and I also think that they want us to express 
outside of the way they do. And I think that's where, and I'm work. not, I'm not, yeah. And I'm not big work. on the whole gender roles and all the other stuff. Oh, men act this way. Women act this way. But if you have a lot of years of expressing yourself this way, and I have a lot of years of expressing myself that way, you can't just think I'm going to up and change it just with therapy for like one or two years and start expressing myself the way that you want me to express. It starts out from a young. And I think, and I and I and I kind of hate the myth that guys have low, that low emotionally. We we kind of like doesn't we're not really emotional in a sense because we are emotional, but we kind of go about it a different way than I I, I think women we go have, about yeah, it. We have things that you guys got to take on the chin. You're taught. Yeah, and then there's some things that we do express through other actions, and and other and other means. So I think that's a lot of thing that women have to stop doing in a sense is to stop expecting us to express ourselves the way that either you express it or you want us to express it. You, We will have to find our own way to express it and then try to explain to you this is how we feel. And a lot of times if you do express it the way they express it, they're going to feel even more attacked. Like, wait, wait a minute. What the fuck was happening here? Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at some of these. I'm looking at some you of can't these. Read the com- um, you can't read the comments, bro. I'm yeah, like, I can't. It's, it's bad yeah. for my mental health because it's kind of like Guys are openly telling you why they don't want to express. And then it's just a lot of deflection. And I'm just talking about the women in these comments. I'm not talking about women in general. It's just a lot of deflection of women. And then just kind of like, wait, you do this to us. And it's kind of like, once we start doing the tit for tat games, we all lose at the family feuds at the end of the day, once that starts to happen. But you know what? But you know what? I still beat though. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> he obviously want to end it. Oh, all right. Please follow us on all social media at this might not go at. If any brandy deals, business opportunities, please email us at this might not go at gmail.com. I'm the host with the most BB's AK Poppy Sazon. It's your boy Slick. We out of here, y'all. See y'all soon. Look out. Try to tell them we up next, you can't stop that uh-huh. <laughs> This your favorite podcast, favorite podcast Every show is lit, baby, you know what we finna do Slick on talk that slick talk, he gon' get political okay. Do not switch topics, nope. niggas is toxic Poppy shots don't always say it's not wrong But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga, oh well We try to tell you, baby, this might not go yeah. well <laughs> This might not go Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's it, one take We not even doing it again Keep that, that's the one